I always joke that like if if the artist self doesn't get her time in the midst of things, it's like she's back there with like a box of matches going. Am I gonna burn it down with this one? You know, like that's like the sabotage will show up. She's like, I'm showing you the box of matches. I'm yeah. just lighting them and throwing them in the trash right now. But you know, something something could happen. I mean, there's like a couch right here. You know, seems pretty flammable. You know, that's what I pretty mean? right on. That's a sweet visualization of the way in which our the creative aspects of ourselves need to be working on some sort of project. Other, yeah. they're, otherwise, they're gonna work on you or creatively destroy things. Yeah, though the, the chaos will for. come out. Right. Yeah, and you know, and and. So that's so I know that now and I can see the signs and I go I just say hey hey honey put the matches down we'll work this out you know <laughs> just okay okay I see you I see you people are fascinating especially up close more especially when you get them talking about the things that they love this is from the hip conversations in the service of passion purpose and play I'm Adrienne Gunn you ready to play Today on From the Hip, I sit with Teresa Pridemore, who is, among other things, a graphic artist, a branding and marketing expert, writer, the creator of Portland Tarot Deck, and a very creative and huggable friend of mine. Hello, I'm Adrienne Gunn, and this is my friend. Teresa Pridemore, plus Bentley. Hi, Bentley. Hey, okay now. So that seemed somewhat introductory. Yeah, sure. And we could do a more official one and then, you know. Yeah, or not. Perfectly not. It's good. So we're being brilliantly attacked by Kitty, and yet we're we're soldiering on. We're <laughs> not soldiers. We're not soldiers. We're not, we're, I mean, love soldiers maybe, but love soldiering on. Love 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 warriors, but not soldiers. Maybe that's it. Ah, I like it. That works. I uh, <clears throat> I was told by my acupuncturist we were like having a conversation, and it seems that I'm more of an open-hearted warrior type. Yeah, absolutely. I would I would classify you as a warrior. Yeah. Yeah, good. Actually, my high school mascot were the Warriors. Really? Yeah, it was transitioned from like Indians and probably something more. Probably more offensive. Yeah. Well, hey, you know that's good. They're ahead of the time as they transition. I mean, people are still figuring that crap out right now. Definitely. Okay. Anyways, continue. Yeah. What is the thing? What are we talking about? So, like many people, yes, indeed, I'm pretty sure that you do a many thing. Yes. I do. You do a many thing. A, a, a many things. So uh, my my primary thing is my business, Sovereign Spirit. I co-create soul brands and online temples of attraction for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I help people create brands that are authentic, that they really identify with, that they can own and carry forth. And then I also cr- help them create an online presence around that. And that might include uh, online tools, uh, for their site, you know, just like helping them get their funnels in place and their offerings clear, clearly stated. And mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time working with people on giving themselves uh, permission to be visible and to own their value. Pretty much, okay, service industry, or most of the people that I know, we, we're <clears throat> sort of in a permission slip business. It's interesting, yeah. I mean, and of course, I can't give anyone permission. They have to give themselves permission, but just helping them really recognize it's so hard we get into such a bubble and I know that you can relate where we just can't see ourselves and we don't always you know you go I don't really do anything that special right and then you know you have a coach or someone hold space for you and say actually I work with a lot of people I, I can see how you are different from so many different people I work with a lot of healers empathic types creative types you know we have particular challenges as creatives around visibility 
that come from different places than, than maybe your average bear. So, <laughs> to trauma, or cat, baggage. You know, yeah. Well, and also, there's the. Well, there's, there's that, that Saint Martyr syndrome that we've been <laughs> trained into. Like, oh, you, if you make money, you're a sellout. Right. And I think healers have that problem as well. There's also the disconnect between I, like discovering that you have a gift mm-hmm. that you keep doing accidentally. You keep providing some sort of service yeah, just yeah, by existing. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, I'd love to be able to eat and also do this because it's right. easy for me and it's pleasurable yeah. and people get value out of it. Yeah. But so, And then you're like, okay, I'll be a this. And you yes. come up with the title and you figure out, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a this kind of person. And yeah. My version of the breakthrough specialist, I'm going to be one of those. And, yeah. and what the heck does that mean? And, and it's good enough because you've, you've sort of been doing it. Yeah, or absolutely. you studied to do yeah. it, and that's yeah. fine. But then, yeah. then there's that other side of like, okay, how do I tell people I do this? How do I collect the money? Right. How do I do the business end of of this calling? And, and how do I communicate it clearly? You know, so that the people that I really want to work with will understand that it's for them and find it appealing, especially when we're inundated with stuff all the time. So yeah. you want to be giving out more signal than noise. Totally. Well, and I was just chatting with a friend of mine who, in, in, a, in a, what was the context? We were, I've got a fun group of, of people who are trained in hypnosis and mm-hmm. NLP and we, we help each other with stuff. And so one of, one of the people in that group was getting really grumpified yeah. about his thoughts about who he had to be to actually be successful and bring in clients. Yeah. There's this yeah. sense that you, you're not, if you look around the world in probably all instances, you mm-hmm. might pick up the story that you're not allowed to be who you are. And you're supposed to be a very specific type of person and want, right. you know, this, this phone, this outfit, this car, this hot wife, and these orders, and that's the American dream or something. Yeah, and it sure. translates to, like, people going, I, I have something that, that I feel called to do. I'm born to do it or something. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's natural mm-hmm. to me. But yeah. now I have to go find some weird funnel and I have to say <laughs> these three things like a robot. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten ways to find the three things to say in your funnel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And of course, that's always changing. Mm-hmm. You know, people are really sensitive to marketing messages and being marketed to. So if that feels false or phony for you to be doing that, then it's going to come off false and phony. It's going to mm-hmm. turn people off, you know. Absolutely. And so everyone wants a formula because... We don't always want to do the inner work it takes to get to that clear message. I mean, a clear message is important, but it's my personal philosophy that it, it has to come from inside of you over time. Mm-hmm. And, the, and we all want a quick fix. Yeah. And it doesn't really work out that way. It's like, well, guess what? You have this calling. It's probably going to take many shapes over the course of your career, even if you go off on your own. And it's going to evolve. It's going to evolve as you get to know your market better. You're going to figure out, well... I thought I really wanted to work with that person. I wanted, you know, I, I want to work with the person with all the money. And you're like, oh, maybe I should have gotten a little clearer about the personality type of the yeah. person with all the money I wanted yeah. to work with. Or, you know, <laughs> or, or making an assumption that you can't be profitable working with people that you just like working with. You know, totally. they may not have all the money, but they may have be ready to invest in themselves at, at the level that you're offering because they, they recognize the value and they're going to get yeah. those results. So, you know, there's all kinds of stories that friend, we tell ourselves. I had a friend that thought that when she was thinking about the clients she wanted to work mm-hmm. with, and she's a dog trainer, she was mm-hmm. thinking that she wanted to work with, like, difficult cases. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right? That's <laughs> when you fun call for out, a minute. Yeah. A hot minute. And, and she's then you're like, like oh. Everybody's getting bit and oh, yeah. bit in the ass. And then, yeah, that's the scholarship client. <laughs> client you take on every once in a while, you're like, okay, I've got one of these a session because you know you want to do your you want to do that good work. 
yeah. uh, and help people, but you can't have, yeah, all bitey dogs, like, all the time. Right. I think I have an acupuncturist friend that's a similar thing. Everybody sends her tough cases. And so if you get known for some particular thing, that's hopefully it's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's another, you know, this is kind of touching on another part of it. Um, a lot of us creative healer types are helper types. And yes. we get that helper high. We can go a little overboard with that. Early on in my business, I loved being helpful and got that little high of like, oh my God, you're so amazing. Like you could do this thing and I hate it. And you, and you took it on and oh, I, I just love you so much. And you're like, mm, I feel so good and needed and useful. And I'm working 60 hour weeks all the time because I'm so useful and, yeah. you know, they can't do it without me or whatever. And I finally got over that. Thinking about, is that really a healthy dynamic? It's codependent. It's like a codependent business dynamic. Mm -hmm. And to get to this place of, I'm really clear about, you know, because that would sometimes attract people who would be, you know, maybe a little amusing or... I mean, I didn't get too much of that, but I, every once in a while, every once in a while. And I got clear that I wanted healthy people. Yeah. <laughs> that I was working with, whoa, yeah. amazing. Like healthy people might actually also need me, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did a thing. I have the challenge of there are so many things I can technically do, but they aren't necessarily in my zone of genius. Like I, yeah, I have people right, that ask that if too. I can help them with a particular thing. And yeah. I got into a really fun project for about two years Mm -hmm. Where with, with myself, a personal project yeah. of not extending an offer to people for things that I didn't, just because I could do them, yeah. that I wasn't doing. So I, yeah. like, I like gave myself like the shackles of, of not agreeing to things. Yeah. And for a minute, it was hard for that a looked while, like right? just not going out or talking to people. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know how to say no to yeah, things that yeah. I can totally do and help people with. Yeah. And then... Once I got used to like the loveliness, you know, first it was the avoidance strategy. The first part of that strategy is like, <laughs> don't talk to humans, don't go outside. And then I got so, so, so excited about all of my like free time to play with myself yeah, and be yeah, creative yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Then I would go outside and I would be able to compare all of that luscious me time against the project that potentially I could offer mm. help with, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just well, it, re it reorients you and and helps you rethink what your priorities are, you know. And this is, I mean, this is it's this. It's so funny that these are aspects and elements of branding and marketing. You know, <laughs> like you have to think about these things and how you're spending your time and what's important to you. Because yeah, if you're saying yes to everything, well then, if you're doing all these things that aren't in your zone of genius that you just happen to be really good at, then. You don't have a clear brand message. People mm -hmm. don't know what to come for it to you for. You know, I've been there. And then on top of it, you don't necessarily have time to market yourself because you're overextended. Mm -hmm. You can't really nail down who your ideal client is. You know, because, because you're working with everyone. And you're working different. with everyone. So that was kind of the aha for me as I was doing my work. I was doing a lot of web design, logo design, graphic design, branding um, stuff, but. <laughs> In the beginning, people would hire me to do a website, essentially, and a logo, right? right? And then we would hit this point where they needed business coaching and consulting. Yes, almost every time. And of course, I wasn't charging for that. I hadn't estimated for 20 hours of being on the phone with them, like going, okay, so how much are you going to charge for this? <laughs> how much is this program? Oh, you haven't figured that out yet. Oh, you're really scared now. Okay, well, let's let's work through those emotions here. Let me let's let's talk about this. What are you nervous about? Oh, you don't want to be on Facebook. You're you're nervous about you know 
advertising this website on Facebook? Okay, um, hmm. My sense of that process, you know, it's so I, interesting. I, I kind of cry for people who have like what seems like easy and tangible. You want a logo, you want a website. Yeah. Boom. People come in for that, but then yeah. you find out in that conversation that they actually need business coaching and right. strategy coaching around who they are and their marketing and what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you actually identify what the heck they want, then you have to send them to someone like me yeah. who can help them deal with their mother issues yes. and all the baggage that comes up for actually once they've identified who they are, yeah. believing they can actually do the thing. Yep. So you almost like there's another there's a whole other three, step to it. Yeah. Three components. You need somebody to deal with like internal mental blocks and stuff yeah. like that and emotional yeah. blocks and then you get clarity around the actual brand and then you can ask right. a graphic designer to do the thing once you've clearly identified who you are and who you serve and yeah. you believe that it's possible and you're not scared of it anymore because right, right. fear is a huge thing that shows up for people like ah. right well that's the theory you know but then of course you might have done a lot of inner work and then you get into it and you find new levels Oh, new that's layers. True. That's you know, true. It, no, but yeah, that would be door. ideal. Well, you know, a lot. The thing is, I have now, after time, gotten really clear on my ideal client. You know, and it's people that work on themselves that are showing up every day, asking themselves hard questions. Um, they're they have a language around like having upper limits or having sabotage. Um, they are seeing people to support them in various capacities to stay honest and present with themselves. And they still need a little bit of my perspective usually to help them navigate some new aspect of it or to, to recognize where they might be lost or confused um, or running into a limiting belief, you know, mm -hmm. that they didn't know they had. Um, but my hope is that, you know, as we work through their brand and get really clear on their offering and all these things that we're going to ultimately put in their in their web presence, that they will they will leave having some tools and, 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 and thoughts that'll guide them when they need to go find someone to support them further or mm -hmm. they'll know where they need to do more work um, if, if they do indeed need to do more work. Usually we all do. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of never stops. Not kind of. It just never stops. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really interesting now, you know, because I would get frustrated and I think I, I noticed this in, in kind of designers and web designers and people like that who just want to make a thing. I just want to make the thing. Can I just make the thing? Can I please make the thing? And of course, in there, if someone come to work with someone like you, and then they had done all their inner work, and they could find a person to just make the thing, then that's a perfect yeah. That's like a perfect pairing, right? But for me, I realized well, there's a lot of people that need more than that in the whole package, and I am doing it, and it's a strength. It is my zone of genius. Like it's 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 a place where. I'm over and over again being called to support people instead of getting grumbly that I'm not getting paid for that time. How do how about I create an experience <laughs> where that's part of the experience? And there was a lot of fear in that because usually people just think they need a website. Yes. And they don't really see themselves as, an, as investing in an experience. Also, the people who just think that they need a website don't actually know what that is and what it means and what it's supposed totally. to do. Totally. Yeah, it's not, I mean, a lot of people have this conception that, um, it's, there's still a conception of it being like an online brochure, essentially. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm just going to put some information up there and I'll get some clients. If we're going to get some good SEO, I'll be good. Mm -hmm. I need a logo and a little bit of copy. Um, yeah, and I'm good. I think That's my favorite part of that conversation is like, okay, so when I build the website, what's your strategy for getting people to go there? Yeah, then, yeah, like, yeah. Crickets. Yeah, what? You see the tumbleweed. I need to do that? What, what do you oh, mean? Crap. Like you build a thing, 
Yeah. I think a lot of people may need to think of it as like a storefront. Right. It's like you build the building, you build the storefront. Right. You have all of your merchandise in yeah. there. And then you're in the back office waiting to provide your service. Right. And how do you get people to actually know that it's there and go there? Well, and, and that's another part of... Well, there, and there's a whole other level to it in my philosophy. Um, like what's why I call it an online temple of attraction. Because mm. I see it as a... It can be magnetic. It can be magnetic in that, I mean, it doesn't mean you don't have to work to get people there. So yes, you know, I always tell my clients you need to get out and network or, you know, you do ads or, you know, like you need to actually be out there being visible. Like that's part one, you know, of the equation. But part two, someone gets to your site, you want to magnetize them. You want to help them recognize that this is for them and to connect with them on a heart place. I always like to say like a, a great brand is my heart speaking to your heart. Yeah, so, you know, the, the idea is that you want to magnetize people. And then I also think of everything as like, uh, you know, you say, what are your funnels? Like, how are people getting there? What's the next step you're taking them to? Think of it like you have this, you have this giant river and it's kind of actually going the opposite direction rivers usually go, but you're kind of like fair, getting it down into the stream. And this is like your stream, yeah. you know, and, and you and you have this manageable, perfect like source of leads and connections and prospects that you're working with. I love that metaphor. Yeah. You could just, just trying to you can still it use it because, you know, rivers and streams go down to like, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, tribu- it's where tributaries you want to put you know. your house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your business is you want to put you your business want... on a stream. You don't really want to live on a river unless you yeah. want to live on a river. But if you want yeah. to live on a river, then you build a house on stilts. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's things, a whole but... other thing. Most of us are small business owners. We need a little tiny house next to a stream. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, and taking it and just kind of funneling it down. So, you know, it's, it's this kind of living thing. It's a living thing. And uh, it's this great opportunity to share your ideas and, and, and what you think about things. I think that, um, I feel like in the early days of the internet, it was more this feeling of like, oh, we're sharing ideas. And I was on LiveJournal. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine like having a group of like 50 people that read your like three page long meandering musing about your day or what you're <laughs> thinking or feeling about yourself and the world, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and you're getting responses, detailed responses, you know, like it's a, it's a whole different realm now. Everything's TLDR, you know, like too, too long didn't read. That's what the young people say. Ah. It's too, TLDR, too long didn't read. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't know that that's happening as much. I feel like we're kind of swinging back toward a little bit longer form. People are writing longer Facebook posts. People yeah. are reading blog posts again. But there was a period of time where it felt like, you know, everything was Twitter length. Um, right. And that was the goal. And I think people are getting hungry for uh, more, co- you know, conversation and dialogue now again. Yeah. You know, but but that was the culture. And so there was this hopefulness, this sense of part of the purpose of this website is for me to state what I believe in and what I care about. And I feel like we can lose focus of that. I mean, one of my things that I like to get clients to do is create a manifesto. Because I think of a, I think of it as a gift. If you were sharing a powerful perspective mm-hmm. around something that other people are feeling themselves and they can, they can go, yes, thank you for saying that. That is a gift to other people, I think. And it doesn't have to be about selling something, but ultimately what will happen is it'll make a really clear statement about what your brand represents. Actually, one of the trends that's happening and has been building, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I went to business school again. I think I graduated in 2011, yeah. which was a while ago. 2011, is that what you said? I think so. Oh, uh-huh, I think that's uh-huh. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that was building on, on the front of 
pretty much every business, all of the sizes of business, yeah. was something more mission-driven or manifesto-driven yeah. in the yeah, sense yeah. that they realized that there weren't just consumers, there were all of these stakeholders. Yeah. And it was broader and, and getting the world That's involved. Cool. And so what was happening in digital marketing world uh -huh. was consumers wanted to know more about where they were spending their money. So right. more about brands. Right. So you needed to know the personality, they wanted to know the behind the scenes thing. Mm -hmm. And I know- You want to know what you're buying. You want to know that, that that person or that business's values align with yours. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. talking to some uh, musician friends of mine about the different, this was hilarious. So they're more likely to be able to sell a t-shirt uh -huh. than to sell their own album. So they play music, oh, they write music, they create music, they go Excuse out and they tour mm -hmm. and they do okay at that. But it's easier for people to, two things, buy you a drink when yeah. you're on tour yeah, yeah. or buy your t-shirt than to buy your album. Interesting. It's very strange and it's hard for people to think about. But yeah. what, what people want to engage with is they want to be part of your mission. Yeah. Even if they like whether they yeah, like your music or not. So essentially, even if you're singing a song, what people are drawn to is the who you are behind the song. Right. When you're performing or the, the soul of you coming through your voice yeah. and through your art, right? Mm -hmm. Or through your services that you're offering. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's more about telling your story and more about, so this manifesto thing, figuring yeah. out what your manifesto is and delivering it and about? finding ways to showcase that in all of the yeah. different areas that you can. Yeah. Because people are more drawn to like uh, lifestyle stuff. Right than your specific service. It's a little weird. So I'm talking yeah. to this this band friend and I'm people, like, I think too. You're like, all you wanted to do was sing your songs and play your music and have people buy that. And right. they would rather hear about your yoga routine you do in the morning, <laughs> the the deodorant that you make by yourself, your vegan yeah. vegan stuff. Cause it, I'm thinking specifically of these yeah. people like, and yeah, literally this band did their manifesto. Mm -hmm. They wrote up a manifesto for their life and they mm -hmm. sold a bunch of those they sold more of those at the time than they were selling their own dang album. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, but, well, part of it, you can get music online digitally. You're like, well, I don't, I don't really want to buy a CD, but I'll yeah. go get it online or stream it online. I mean, that could be a factor. But yeah, I, I think it is really interesting. And, and you know, I feel like when you're a high integrity person, it's, it's, it's like we don't have any problems engaging with a band mm -hmm. that that we're like into their into their lifestyle, we're into like who they are as people. That seems natural to us, but when we go to do that ourselves, it can feel like bullshit, <laughs> you know? We're like, I'm just doing this bullshit thing. I have to, you know, share my lifestyle. And I was advertising a class on branding. It was your, your evolutionary revolutionary brand. And, you know, there's always that some one or two snarky comments on a Facebook ad. One person said, I am a brand. And I knew they were being a jerk, you know? And, <laughs> And I laughed because that isn't really what I'm saying when I say it, it, your brand isn't you. Mm -hmm. It really isn't. However, it to brand effectively, you have to get really clear on who you are, what you're about. You have to be vulnerable and be willing to show something. And you have to find your reason why you're showing that. Mm -hmm. That feels in alignment for you. Um, you know, I think about, I always, one of my, talking about bands, you know, uh, Amanda Palmer is mm -hmm. someone who I really uh, adore and I follow her and she's kind of got it dialed in. I mean, her whole career, the, the, the way that she got where she is, is because she was very vulnerable. She wrote the long blog post. She still does now on Patreon. If you're a Patreon supporter, you can get her inner workings again, you know? Right. right. Um, but she, she also does, uh, 
shares a lot of slice of life stuff in her world. Now she's married to Neil Gaiman. She has a baby. So it's like we get to see all these other, other we get to be like, oh, I get to spy on Neil Gaiman too. That's awesome. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, but still, <laughs> th there is that sense of like, she's living this cool life. She's living the dream and she shares that. And that is aspirational. Mm -hmm. And she then she did her TED Talk and she wrote uh, the, the book Art of Asking. And people know her for her book, not her music. Right. And her TED Talk, not her music. Right. And she she went through a period of time. She's like, gosh, you know, I, I'm a musician. Go, like, listen to my albums, please. Like, I like, I'm happy that I wrote this book, but I'm done with that. Like, that <laughs> happened. Can I move on, please, and actually be a musician again? And that interesting frustration of, um, it, I mean, of course, that's a creative thing, too. Like, we're done with things. And then right when everyone else is getting interested in it, we're like, oh, do I have to talk about that? I'm done with that. I'm doing another thing. I know. That's so <laughs> an arc of a project. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, the, by the time that you've... I, there's two. There's so many stories in there. Like, yeah, I know. I'm like, like I can't unpack everything. Like, there. like <laughs> as the metaphor of a band, you you go into the studio, record your album, you yeah. save up a bunch of money, you write some songs, you go in the story, studio, record your album, and by the time you're done recording, uh -huh. now you know how you actually want to play that album, and you right. actually can. You actually right. have the skills in your hands and your voice and all of that yeah, to actually yeah. do it. So it's almost as if you should like. It used to be the case that people would go and they would do a demo in uh -huh. a studio and they would record their songs to figure out how the heck they should really play them and then go to a recording studio. Oh, okay. But these days you just scrap up enough money and time, mm -hmm. you record your album, and then at the end you're like, oh my God, I wish we would have done this. But we're moving forward. So you're sort of you're sort of over the album a little bit, but yeah, now you yeah, have to figure yeah, out how yeah. to promote the right, thing. Right, right, right. When, yeah, when yeah. you want to move to the next thing. Yeah. So everybody's that, always a step behind. That's kind of funny. That's I mean, that happens for business owners too. You know, we have a bad habit of, reinventing the wheel and doing something we're like, oh, I got to do something new. And we didn't give that other thing like long enough to gel and take root and for people to know that that was a thing. And gosh, you know, maybe that simple thing that you're now bored with is exactly what people need. The evergreen thing that you do over and over again or, or whatever, you know, yeah. it's just really funny like how we can do that to ourselves too. Yeah, when we're creative people, we just want to go to the next horizon. And that's, that's part of the maturing as a business owner is learning how to kind of just hold on to that other thing for a little longer yeah. and just go, okay, can I just squeeze every drop out of this thing? Cause I, cause you, and then you get tired when you're constantly like always, always innovating is good. Yes. But if you're not making uh, sufficient use of your innovations, like if you're not, if you made the thing and then you, you like did a class and no one came, you know, right. like you had five <laughs> people come and then you're like, well, that's a failure. It's like, well, no, maybe it takes a year to build up Truth. some buzz around whatever it was you were doing, you needed to give it time, you know? So, um, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to hold on to something that's not working, but at the same time, you need to give things time to percolate and for people to know about it. And that's another thing people do in branding too often. Um, they, they, they give up right when they were close, you know, because right. they're, we're in an instant gratification society. So if it's, if it didn't work the first time, then all right, well, no, none of that. We're done. Yeah. It must mean that you have to change everything that you've spent yeah. all of that time. And it's like, no, maybe you just, you know, let it simmer, see what needs fine tuning, <laughs> you know, there might be things that need to be fine tuned, but yeah, it's, it's so, it's so interesting. Um, the bright, shiny object syndrome that we can fall prey to. Um, and it's, it's hard to know sometimes, you know, we got to be honest with ourselves. Like, is that bright, shiny object syndrome or do I actually need to step in that new direction? And that's not always a clear answer. You yeah. know, you have to figure out what your, your impulse is and, if you're like me, I have, um, you know, kind of 
I know I, it's, it's tempered. You know, my mania used to be like, whoop, and my depression used to be whoop. Right. And now it's kind of like more in this like range, Central you know. Band of... And usually it's not, it's usually right in here, you know, every once in a while here. And I, if I know I'm in mania, that's when you're like, I'm going to do everything, all the things. Create now. In one week. I'm yes. going to get all this done. Every know? project I've ever thought of is happening now. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and then, of course, you achieve something major in a short <laughs> amount of time. And so that gives you a false sense of confidence. So you try to keep going and then you burn yeah. yourself out and then you're depressed and everything's going to burn. And, you know, you know what I mean? And then you have to kind of like pull yourself out. So I try not to trust my mania now. That's another trick I've learned. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm feeling, feeling really excited. Let's see if that lasts until tomorrow. Like, I am I excited tomorrow still, you know? I had to definitely get out of that habit of, of counting on mania to arrive once the project was happening. Some, oh, gosh, Some moment of like, I'm going to paint my entire house. Yeah, Go. yeah. Uh, because my, my pattern was I would have these super energized bursts of like a week or so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing all of the cool projects yeah. I wanted to. and then, But then I would crash so hard and then I, I had... Yeah. Uh, instances of having like weird illnesses show up and so I had yeah. to actually had to begin to. to give myself a kind of freedom and it, it was a it felt sad mm -hmm. as a creative process yeah, to yeah. ask myself what is it that I would love to do and could do easily if I could barely get out of bed oh yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah and, and creating processes and, and work that I could do on any day yeah yeah like It'd be even better if I'm if I'm flying high and I'm feeling yeah, strong. But yeah, if yeah. I if I had barely a voice yeah. and I could barely sort of walk around and my eyes were half open, yeah, yeah. what could I deliver with quality yeah, in that totally. state? Which yeah. was like it was a yeah. sad thing to get to, but talking about like not counting on your mania or not trusting yeah, it. Yeah, knowing that you're not always gonna have the energy you have today and what's sustainable. Yeah. I know it's so funny. I used to really hate routine. I used to really hate I don't know, it just it was really it was really hard for me and now so in love with systems, like just having my. I just kind of every time someone says systems, I don't know why this is just like oh, rub myself oh, with like the word shea, systems. Shea butter, just like oh yeah, <laughs> I know systems are hot now, man. I, I know they're so sexy, and I would not have told you that like five years ago. Five years ago, me was here now, traveled through time, sitting next to me, which she just looked. Like, what did you say? Should be wearing something really awesome. I'm out. <laughs> you know, I'm out. Maybe not five years, but. But almost. It's funny because I didn't really think about systems as being more about recognizing my own rhythms and working mm -hmm. with them. Oh, God, yeah. It's not so much about creating this, you know, hard-edged routine that you always do. It's just mm -hmm. kind of like, what can you get on autopilot and what order do you do things in, you know? You know, just even like keeping a calendar and being just regimented about that instead of going, oh, I'll put that in there in a minute or in an hour or whatever. Just going, well, and plus technology helps. I mean, yeah. I think that if I didn't have the technology that we have now, I would be a lot more scattered. Technology has been a huge support for me and my brain. But, right. you know, just knowing that now I know, I trust without, you know, any doubt that I have put that thing in and I have been detailed and you know, it's just, it's just an instant, it's a, it's an impulse. I just do it. And so there's that or knowing I take my Mondays off actually, not off, off. I don't take the day off, but Monday <laughs> is for business development. Yeah. Or creative writing or um, you know if I have any like sessions with coaches or healers you know usually it's on a Monday yeah no that's it feels good to me I developed that because I recognized I got the Sunday blues and I in, in stress I'd be thinking like oh god I have so much to do tomorrow because you always would pack it in on Monday because that's when everyone's starting the, the week right and I found so much spaciousness and saying no Monday is mine 
I'm yeah. starting out the week focused on me and my business and what I need to do. That helped. And then I started, instead of doing deadlines with clients, I started a process of us either having a call every week or a call every other week to do something. And so it was more about what can we get done before that next call? Mm-hmm. What is doable within that one or two week slot? And, and then focusing on that rather than I'll get it all done eventually, you know, yeah. uh, that's two months away. That's not a problem. And, you know, so building the system in, it's like, oh, well, not only does that give me accountability to the client and them accountability to me, because they always have dependencies too. Mm-hmm. It gives us an opportunity to be in regular dialogue. And then I don't waste time doing things that are not important. Um, or their, their priorities have shifted. Now they've instantly communicated it with me. It's not something that we talk about in a month. You know, so yeah. just, it's just funny. Like I wouldn't have thought that before. That would have seemed onerous, you know, like why am I doing that? But now I go, oh, that made everything much easier. My yeah. life is more p- peaceful. <laughs> Pl- planning like that is uh, way better on your adrenals as well. Oh my gosh. Like it's, it's and like- And I have to watch for that myself. Yeah, well- I think everyone should watch for that. However, I think some of us, you know, maybe more than others. (laughs) Well, we've sort of been trained into patterns of depending on stress. That's true. And and procrastination. I can't do it anymore. I I, I have an allergy to stress now. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) If I start to feel stressed out, I go, oh, what's wrong? What have I done? (laughs) What did I do to get here? You know, is usually what I think. I did that last week. I I had over overcommitted myself and it snuck up on me mm-hmm. and I felt kind of crummy one day and instead of me thinking like oh this is the end of the world or I need to burn it all I need to quit yeah. you know yeah. which an old me would have hit that place because it would have been confounding I would have thought like what's going on this is a bad bad sign and I, what I see now is I go what needs to, what do I need to take out yeah did you used to have like buttons that would fire out. up awesomeness I used to uh, tell, so me, what, tell me what you mean by that. This is hilarious. So when I started learning techniques to help release like old trauma and yeah. old emotions that were stuck in that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. There's a process that I that I use that releases anger, sadness, fear, and guilt. Right. Uh-huh. So so when I was learning these techniques and I released all of that, I, I noticed about a month later yeah. that I kept trying to press these kind of emotional buttons that I would have. Like I would yeah. press the guilt button of like, <laughs> yeah, do, yeah. do I go to the gym? Uh, I have friends that their knees don't work and their shoulders are broken, but yeah. I don't have that. So I should go. Yeah. And I would push that button and I would like go to the gym. Oh yeah. And be yeah. the champion of everyone who <laughs> doesn't have the abilities that I have right now. Or yeah. Or um. I would. Try, I used to use frustration and anger to, to 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 kick in a kind of motivation, and I kept. Oh sure. Like as as you get more clarity and and shift in your life and your priorities shift, and you try to yeah. push those old like they don't work like as well. negative emotion buttons. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. Like no fuel I know exactly there. what you mean. Yeah. In the same way that what I could used to like just plan a whole bunch of things and, and mania would show up and like I can do it. Yeah. I will paint the entire house. Yeah. And also be in a play. <laughs> and also go to school, and also no, no, no. That's so familiar. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. and when you were talking about the, your aller- allergy to allergy to stress, there was one one day some seven years ago where yeah. like something in my brain it almost felt like it literally snapped. So I did that like uh. fuel, fuel, fuel procrastination last minute. I'm trying to like write a paper and instead of like getting it. A quick inspiration. I just uh-huh. started like having a panic attack instead. Oh, oh no! And then I'm like, well, oh no! I guess now I have the decision of like, am I going to sleep, yeah, and not turn something in, or I'm going to stay here and freak the hell out and shake and also not turn something in. I was like, yeah. well, I guess sleep, and I'll sleep deal. I'm going to learn what happens when I don't show up with the yeah the draft I was supposed to turn in yeah, today. Yeah. You know, yeah, and. 
ever since like and then after I got through that term yeah I I think I snapped and binge watched a bunch of movies for like six weeks just to kind of catch up all I could do was just sit in a chair you had to and recoup eat. that's awesome <laughs> watch TV and then yeah and then I haven't had those like those buttons so yeah I, yeah I broke it in half yeah. accidentally I and now I, now I don't sometimes you have to Netflix it out it's kind of just a thing that you got to do. It is. It is. I, I, I think we don't honor those impulses enough. And of course, that's where we get to the breaking point, right? Like maybe the impulse would have been to Netflix it out for a weekend and just binge for, for a weekend. But then you ignore that impulse to, to retreat and mm-hmm. to go into hermit mode and then catches up with you and it needs to be six days, you know, and you need to eat all the horrible things, you know. <laughs> And have it all delivered because you're not going to leave. You're going to be in your scrubs, you know. Yeah. Just like, just like sloppy, messy. I got oh, this. Did I wash my hair? When was the last time? Was it two, two days ago? No, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah just that, that feeling of um, you have to catch up. Body goes, eh. You know, we think of that as like, oh, God, I'm such a loser. I'm so lazy. It's like, no, actually, your body needs to catch up. It's, yeah. You put it under too much stress now. Sorry. <laughs> Well, and there's a lot of that pressure. So do you ever feel with yourself or with clients you're working with, do you ever feel yeah. like you're you're trying to combat these made-up rules and this race that we're all race, yeah. like running against imaginary people? Yes. Who, who, who don't even exist. Not right. Not so really. The, the people we to, that we even think are real people that we're witnessing and watching are not even. Yeah, it's true. It's, not, even a, it's not about them not being real. They are real. However, we have a projection about who they are yes. that we are talking to in our own head. You know, she's got it all together. I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> you do not know that that person has it all together. You know? I'm sitting here with my pretzels and Nutella and yeah. I'm watching this fifth episode when I should be doing other things yeah, because yeah. I'm competing with this imaginary yeah. version of a friend. Yeah, and you don't even know. They're probably, they've got, they had their Nutella and pretzels last week, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I think that there's it's important to like have a professional image and to, to tap into that and, you know, just bring your professionalism. Um, that's going to look different every day, though, and for, mm-hmm. for where you're at or how you feel. Um, but at the same time, to be authentic. And I, you know, straddle that line. Like, I'm not going to immediately in my website, like the first thing... Um, show people all the nuances of me because I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them broad strokes that are important for them to get, for them to recognize this work mm-hmm. is for them. And that I, but also that they can deal with me. You know, like my intro video has a couple of curse words in it, like just on paper, you know, basically I'm like, I'm going to just slip that in. I have a, have one client who had, I was capturing her for this video and it on her journal, it says uh, epic shit. Yeah. You know? And so I made sure that we got that in there, but she's like this sweet, you know, peaceful person, and you you can totally catch catch her energy. At, kind of my point is like we're complex. We can be the epic shit person and the, also the peaceful person who goes by the lake and sits with her dog. You know, like it yeah. can be all of those things. I, I think of it as curating. You know, I might curate what I present in certain contexts. It doesn't mean I'm not being honest or authentic or who I am. Sure. But for me, I give myself permission to show up how I need to show up. Some days that's me all decked out with my, you know, fanciest makeup and my fancy outfit. And some days it's, you know, me with my my sweats. And that seems right for the context or appropriate. I feel like we don't give ourselves enough permission to be multifaceted humans. Mm -hmm. In that context, we think of marketing and branding as this, like, really polished, put-on thing. And it can be. You know, I mean, a lot of us are looking up to Marie Forleo, you know, for instance. And she seems to have it all together. But her first few videos... 
weren't like that. And, and I guarantee you she's doing it the way she's doing it now because she likes it. Yeah, well, and also she has a team. She has a team. That's huge. You know, but I mean, you know, she she's like, well, what do I creatively... I, I can just picture like if it were me. Like, what, what would I creatively like to experience in this, like for her um, Q&A Tuesdays, for instance, yeah. you know, that she does her videos. She always has a sexy new outfit and it's always kind of daring and creative and artsy. She has a brand. I mean, she hasn't cut her, you know, she keeps her hair really long. Like, I'm sure she's making some branding choices around her, yeah. her persona and how she looks. And that can be const- feel constraining for us at certain stages of business, you know, to be like, do I have to do that? Do I have to, you know, always show up that way? And I'm like, eh. I now, don't have geodesic d- domes to put in the back of my yeah, my yeah. scene. Oh no. Yeah, right. You know, and it's like, well, no, that's not really you may that may be important to you at some point. Give yourself permission to to expand where you need to go. Maybe that's not important for your brand. You maybe you don't need to do that. But we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be super polished. Yeah. Sorry, I'm making this face. I know. I I'm so excited. What's you happening? um tell me. I just wanted to talk to you about <laughs> the the process of so this is so there's one aspect of branding where you're trying to figure out who you are and which part of yes. that to bring. And then you create yeah. this picture in this space and maybe you do it visually or maybe you set yourself up with projects. And as you're networking, you talk about specific mm-hmm. things. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about actually was how do we find the way to create enough freedom and flexibility for the way in which we can evolve? Because we're always yeah. we're always outgrowing our marketing. Right, how right. do we create something where right. we can land and it makes sense for for who we're going to be two years from now or one year from now if we're not like or do you just have to like budget the one year revision of of all of your stuff yeah i think it's the latter i i always say that um every brand births a new brand as soon as you finish you're gonna like do this epic push for like three months six months to make a website for instance right and it's gonna be out and the minutes out it's out you're gonna be not aligned with it <laughs> you know and yeah. you just and i think if there's a beauty in knowing that because once you know it, you accept it. Right. You go, okay, well, I'll adjust that when I can or as I have time or I'll figure out what needs to be tweaked or it doesn't have to be like a crisis, identity crisis every mm-hmm. single time. And I think that we take it that way. Totally. We're like, oh, why did I waste all that money and time? This isn't even right anymore. You know, it can like exhaust us. It's like, no, it's, we're evolving. It's going to evolve, you know? So you just acknowledge that you're going to keep evolving as you go. Um, I think that that's important. And it's a huge part of it's just an inner game of giving yourself permission to be where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, just saying, oh, you know, I'm still figuring this out. I don't have it together. And guess what? No one else does either, really, honestly. You know, helps when people have a team. You know, when you have a team to like help you manage your brand and to kind of, people who get excited about like what you, who you are, what you're about, and they want to help you like spread that message and they're on your team, that's kind of a crazy situation because then they're like the keeper of your brand for you you can just kind of bounce around inside of it you know yeah well there's the other challenge of you like that's nice you work and you 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 like curate yourself in such a way and you work but the moment that you've put it out in the world it's Mm -hmm. no longer yours and other people they they tell their own story about it yeah it's like a movie or a book and people have their own interpretation of it you Mm -hmm. have to recognize that people are going to have projections of you and that's that is actually a lot of why i think intuitive people don't like to do this stuff Oh, yeah. They don't, for one, we don't like to have our intentions misconstrued. Sure, yeah. And someone's going to do that. We don't want to get ridiculed or trolled because trolling brings up like old stuff for us of, of being victimized, of, of not having power in our voice. And it's like you when you're in a, a, a place where people are trolling you, um, 
you can't really say much back that's going to do any good. Yeah, that's like know? playground bullying and the, being in the back yeah, of the bus. Yeah, and ha holding your integrity in that is no fun. And then, you know, projections. Yes. Yeah. You don't want people to, to put their projection of who you are on you. And you're afraid if I just show this little bit, then the projection is going to be this little bit plus whatever's going on in their head. Right. And that can be frustrating and tiring. But guess what? You know, that's just what people are doing all the time. And you just have to let go of whatever projections people are going to have. Because that projection could include like, oh, well, now that you're getting more successful, people are going to be jealous of you. Yes. And they're going to be telling stories about you. And they're going to represent you in ways that are not actually honest. Like, I am a brand. I'm like, no, you're not a brand. You're a real person who has a brand, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who you put yourself into your brand in some ways. But, you know, it is you and not. It's of you, but not you. It's interesting. Uh, and you have to just kind of go, eh, well, that's their, that's their bullshit. That's fine. That's you know, hilarious. You have to let it go. You have to go, that's their their story. I'm not going to get put any energy around that. So yeah, there's there's all that stuff that can kind of make it challenging to, if, if you're a feeling, a very deeply feeling person, to go into those realms. I'm curious about, so when I met you, yeah. you were like, logo, website. And then, yeah. and you talked about this earlier, where you yeah. shift and transition to the yeah. thing that you yeah. actually ended up doing all the time anyway. Right. And then... There have frequently been in your, your journey, I'm going to out your story a little bit. Oh, go but ahead, Frequently please. in your journey, these, these um, I want to be creating my own creative stuff. I yeah, want to yeah, be helping yeah. other people create stuff. I have this, yeah, this I was challenge gonna say, inside, this too. Is a fun, I was going to ask you about that, too, so we were on the same page. Yeah, well, I had, I had a lot of parts of my world where I was being, I was backstage, but I wanted to be on stage. And it was right. like help, helping behind the scenes, yes. but also needing wanting to do stuff myself. So how, yeah. how are you in that, that conflict right now with your it, helping other people's creations versus yeah. you getting to create? Well, you know, it's interesting. This is a concept that I talk about too because I think that a lot of the people that I work with have this conflict in some way or another as well. Mm -hmm. I think what we have a tendency to do is create this like pendulum swing between parts of ourselves. Yes. I had this story. The story was when I'm over here being... The, the person that helps other people. There's no room and space for me as an artist. And then I'd get, the little kid in me would get really pissed off and throw Resentful. tantrum <laughs> and tear everything down. And then I'd come over here and be like, I'm just an artist. I'm, I'm an artist. And then that would kind of burn down a little bit too because for one, I needed the security and foundation to be an artist. And when I was over here, I had abandoned that, what could give me that. Mm -hmm. And so there was that. Uh, and then there was also the piece of, when you're really fully focused on your art, that's kind of intense. It's like staring at the sun. <laughs> yes. You know, you can only, you can't, you really shouldn't do that, stare at the sun. Um, <laughs> unless <laughs> you have the rumor. appropriate glasses. I right. don't know. So it, 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 for me, I think some people are really great at focusing on their art. They, you know, but for me that, that proved to be not so healthy either. So I'd be back and forth in these pendulum swings, making both of my worlds each other's enemy. Yes. You know? And then something clicked for me last year, because I did, I actually, I put my business aside for a few months. I thought I was doing it forever. You know, people are like, well, maybe when you're done with that, you'll come back and do this thing for me. I'd be like, never. Never. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with all right? of it. It was really fun to just, to be so absolute in it. And I would toy with doing that all the time and I just did it. And then I helped co-produce a live show for a few months. And in the middle of that, my grandmother, uh, got sick. Actually, David Bowie died. And two days later, I was in Nevada helping my grandmother because she had no one else to help her. And she ultimately passed away that March. 
And I was spent a lot of time alone in her trailer in the Nevada desert, packing her things to hopefully move her to Portland. That was the idea. If she healed, you know, we mm-hmm. would get her to Portland. Uh, and that didn't end up manifesting. But just, my gosh, just like trying to manage the show from from over there, trying to like fight with the government to get money for my grandmother and then going to the hospital, helping her and packing her house. It was so surreal and disorienting. And it was so good for me to just be by myself in my own head and all the stories that I'd been telling myself. And when I got back, I, that's when I relaunched my business under a new name and and I cut my hair. Yeah. (laughs) And I stopped dyeing my hair pink because I'm like, I need things to be simple. (laughs) (laughs) I need some simple in my life right now. And so when I made that transition, something happened inside of me over time. What I noticed was I stopped making these things enemies of one another. And Mm -hmm. I started to recognize it, that it's a paradox and you have to believe all things at once. Right. Simultaneously. So I don't know, something about that shift for me helped me think, okay, I actually need both of these things in my life right now. And someday I do have a sense that my artist writer self, my showrunner self, is she's going to get more and more time and space because things are going to start happening that demand more time and space. Mm -hmm. And, And then eventually, and that'll be years down the road. Like I'm not putting a lot of pressure on that. Because the other part of it I realized was my business and the things I'm helping other people with and the things I'm learning in the process of running my business, I'm going to get the skills I need to do the other thing. Like I'm actually in training. Yeah. You know? Um, so I don't make them at odds with each other. They're all part of the pie together. And it's funny that we're talking about this because part of that overwhelm I, I hit was I was kind of doing... Mm, it's it's funny, like sometimes a formula works, but I, I had gone into like uh, logisticalizing things versus allowing things to kind of flow right. because I, you know, I'm trying to be sensible and it's like, you want to make sure I want to grow my audience and there's, there are ways to do that. And so I was trying to get like workshops on the schedule, trying to just do more and more of that. And that ended up being like really time and energy intensive and wasn't quite going the way I'd hoped. And so just timing was off. Like just, it just was what it was. Right. And I was exhausted after hosting a workshop recently and it went great, but I just, something was off for me. And then I realized, oh, I'm just not, I'm not writing as much. And I haven't really had time. And I always joke that like, if, if the artist self doesn't get her time in the midst of things, it's like she's back there with like a box of matches going, Am I going to burn it down with this one? You know, like that's like the sabotage will show up. She's like, I'm showing you the box of matches. I'm just lighting them and throwing them in the trash right now. But, you know, something something could happen. I mean, there's like a couch right here, you know, seems pretty flammable. You know what I mean? That's pretty right on. That's a sweet visualization of the way in which the creative aspects of ourselves need to be working on some sort of project. Otherwise, they're going to work on you or creatively destroy things. Yeah, the the, the chaos will come out. So I know that now and I can see the signs and I go, I just say, hey, hey, honey, just put the matches down. We'll work this out, you know, (laughs) just okay. Okay, I see you. I see you. So I my recent, you know, thing that I came to was that I needed to back off for a while. You know, like, okay, I made this workshop. I'll keep refining it. Eventually in this next spring, I'll I'll host another one. I'm not going to do this, this, and that that I told myself I would do because now I need to get back to writing, you know, in a a day a week, a couple days a week or whatever system I emerges, you know, as I have created more space. So, um, yeah, they have to work together. I'm more creative. I'm more creative for my clients when I get time to be creative for myself too. 
Totally. Well, you it's interesting. Both. Even describing this this creative aspect, this this more business person aspect. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about a process that we do in NLP. Yeah, yeah. So one of the processes I do with people is, is a recognize, and we talk about these aspects of ourselves or parts. We talk about them mm-hmm. as parts, and essentially they're they're created and they seem as though that they're at odds. Yeah. The the thing is that they actually have parts of us, aspects of our personality mm-hmm. were either split off in moments of trauma oh. or they were created for, for different exploration, but they were all created from the same whole. They're mm-hmm. split off from the same whole and it turns yeah. out that both of your parts yeah. usually have the same highest intention. They may not have the same job that they do yeah. and they definitely don't have the same strategies. Like right. your business person isn't there with the matches, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. In the corner trying to like, I'm gonna burn this down. Yeah. They they seem to be at odds, but if right. you if you like go globally, they're from the same place, yeah. which is you. Yeah. And they have different ways of expressing the core of who you are. Right. But they both, tend to have all of ourselves mm-hmm. that seem to be at odds mm-hmm. have the same highest intention. Mm, that's a great perspective. And yeah. I was I was thinking about when you were saying it earlier the the creative aspect of you uh, one of the fun things is it, like you were saying that the creative aspect needs the security from the other mm-hmm. that the playful parts of us yeah. need us to 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 take care of stuff so yes. they can just sit at the, the kitchen table yeah. and color. Yeah, exactly. And there's I a good totally reason for that. that way. And it's hard for the, the artist and creative parts of us yeah. to do creativity if they're thinking about how to... Like, the artist doesn't need to know how to feed us right. or pay for our bills. Right. That's just really stressful. Yeah. But some aspect of us needs to be taking care of those yeah. things so that, so that the creative person is, just play like and be par- silly. It's like our self-parenting. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, okay, you have this... You have the house, you have the toys, now go play. When I was younger, I would think of my artist self would be like, I want to be free. The man is keeping me down, you know? (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, system, structure, money is so good. You know, like, I'm like, how much more energy do I have to create when money is in the bank? Oh my gosh. And I have cash flow. Holy gosh. All of the ideas. You know, and it may take time. It may take time to make space for it in the new archetype of my life and how it's running Mm -hmm. now with my business. But... I mean, thinking about the times when I was broke, you know, and the amount of time I would spend juggling the bank accounts you know, or like calling up the, the person and be like, hey, can I pay you in five days or whatever? And then mm-hmm. I have to do the math. And, you know, like how many hours a week did that take? That was exhausting <laughs> and stressful. And then I needed to go, you know, wind down from all that stress. You know, it was it's really interesting. I'm like, oh, I'm actually way more productive and have more creative time when I have money in the bank. Yes. You know, and and so I have some, I am have an artist group and I always kind of remind people in our group, I'm like, yeah, you guys, you know, when we have money in the bank, everything's good. So that thing you don't want to do, that, that gig you don't want to go get, you know, yeah. um, that gig is going to make you have playtime. Totally. So, you know, just think of it that way. It's like, that's the benefit. The benefit is you're going to feel more creative when you have less to worry about. So uh, it it's all it's now they're all working in unison, they're all talking to each other those parts of me as opposed to being at odds with each other and yeah you know. well and it's actually I would love can we drop a photo of because you and I did an interview yeah where you were wearing your like pink stuff yeah what's yeah, interesting with my big about heart, this my big heart shirt yeah what's interesting so if I describe the, the concept of this uh, this technique that people do and you can you can write this down yeah so yeah. You, you you personify each of the parts of yourself. You you've got your creative self, which yeah. is there with the matches. And yeah. you've got 
your businessing self, who's yeah. a, like a goddess temple creator, like yeah. temple of attraction. Because so, that's another part of me is I'm an intuitive. I do tarot readings and, you know, yeah. so... So you've got my, these, my these two aspects and you personify them, you see them and you talk to them and you yeah. find out like, like what, what is your job? And yeah. then you look to the other one, the creative yeah. one, what is your job? And like, and then ask like, for what purpose? What is the highest intention? What do you, mm. why do you do that? What's your job? You, yeah. Like, you well, yeah. What's suss your, what, that out. Each archetype, all the archetypes within us, how, who they, what they represent. Right. And how well, they and essentially us. you end up getting to the, that their intention is very, very similar, if yeah. not the same. And it's always yeah. something super positive, freedom, life, loves, I don't know, yeah, these sorts yeah, of things as you great. figure out why they're doing it and what's the, the uh-huh. tension and the purpose for that. Yeah. But what's interesting is I've actually seen you when you were doing more of your systems and building, in a particular way, building stability in your business. Yeah. Your your outfits and your hair got more creative. Yeah, The yeah. way that you were presenting yourself yeah. when, you, when your cells were at odds yeah, yeah. was like you would we would show up with fancy business cards and then like a punk rock look. Yeah, yeah. It's my version of, I don't know what you described. Yeah, but, sure. But what's interesting is that that as you did the work of figuring out how, how to get more integrated, yeah. how to integrate both yeah. of those parts into your life, yeah. they didn't need to poke out from the edges. Yes, like, it's here true. You, are, you nailed it. Yeah. Like, yeah. The more integrated you are, you don't need to show up in yeah. pink and giant shoes and the whatever you were specifically doing in yeah. order to like... Yeah. It's kind of it was a tool and I feel like some people um in my networks like would say like you know it's clear that you're more grounded now that you're 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 you own who what you are and how you're presenting yourself even more than you did then and I say that's true however that was exactly what I needed at the time absolutely and it, you know and I don't actually I'm like I honor that younger self yeah she was playing she she's was cold, holding you know yeah she's like trying to stand out because she needed to do that for herself mm-hmm. you know and it was a part of my journey and um, I, it was authentic. It was absolutely, absolutely. authentic to yeah. who I was. I wouldn't do that now and that's okay. And that's another part of branding. We worry that if we put a stake in the ground now, we're gonna wanna change yeah. you know, later and, and there's can't. gonna be no room for that. And that's like, no, you, you get to decide. You have free will, you know, yeah. it's totally fine. And it can make a difference just to give yourself that wiggle room. But yeah, I, she, she needed, that, that was a big part of it. You know, just I, I and I recognize that now. I love that you fig- you said that. You just like you you got right to the heart of it. I she needed to poke out. She needed to be like, okay, I'm still an artist. I'm doing all this stuff, but I'm still an artist. You know, um, and, but part of it is knowing like who I want to work with too. It's like you know, I don't I don't need to be punk. I, that's like something I can go play and be on the weekend if I want. Mm-hmm. I can, that's the because we all have all these facets, all these archetypes that right. are within us. So I just think we should play with them more. Like. Don't pretend to be someone you're not, but if a mask is helpful and creative and fun, use the mask. Yeah. Do what you need to do to like, don't make it so serious. It doesn't have to be, oh, I can't, you know, be fake. I can't like play in this space of I'm, I'm wearing a mask or I'm trying on a persona for myself. I mean, another one of my idols is David Bowie. Well, right. He's like king of like playing with persona. Totally. And, and what kind of space does that create? So I do, I do... I do love it. I love it all. It's all fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we got things. We said stuff. We said a lot of stuff. A lot of great stuff. Is there anything we didn't said? What, what did we, we didn't said? Did we did? We Talk could. About... We could. We should do like a re-intro. Recap. We could do a second intro, like our as if we're doing our first. You ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Adrienne Gunn, and I'm Teresa Pridemore. <laughs> we're here talking about things and stuff, or. Stuff, stuff and, and things. things, yeah. <laughs> and so, 
uh, recap. Did you want to recap? I thought it was great. So there, there was, there were these moments where you were talking about your brand is not necessarily you, right? It isn't. If we were to make that succinct, mm -hmm. right? It's a curated version, yes, of you, yeah, the people you want to work with, yep, and how those two intersect. Brilliant. We talked about the way in which uh, systems can help actually create freedom and flexibility. Yes. Sustainability foundation, sexy. Sexy. Tol systems are sexy. They are That's sexy. great because it's alliterative. Yeah. Sexy systems. Sexy systems. I feel like it needs a James Brown tune, but I don't have one in my head. <laughs> I kind of don't want to do that right now because Jim Carrey <laughs> did that weird thing. Oh, which I don't know. Shibba -bae? I don't know. I don't know. Did he? He did some crazy thing recently, and then he went to like James Brown, and then it transitioned into Elvis. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. People actually. Do I it. See that? Yeah. Yeah. So picture that, but the systems are sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then a bit about integrating the different selves that poke out. Yeah, we have all the selves, and they need to be integrated. Otherwise, we won't feel aligned in our business, and we'll always be fighting with ourselves. Truth. And everyone will see it. In some form or another. That is so true. Well, and it'll show up as integrity and they won't want to hand you money and play with you. Right. Because they'll be like, mm, you say you're about this thing and doing that thing, but I sense there's something else going on. Totally. I love the bits where we were talking about the ways in which you can't trust or depend on mania to show up for you when you need it. Yes. I know. We're always making decisions to do things that we think our future self will be exactly where we're at. And that's not the case. <laughs> totally. Well, there's a good difference between... Uh, getting in a, in a heightened state yeah, before making decisions or showing up or getting into an extremely high state. Those, right. There's a difference between the two. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you have to learn that for yourself. What, that, what are the clues that you're, you're about to enter into such a state or you are in one and <laughs> maybe shouldn't make any decisions? Resourceful states. Resourceful ah. states is somewhere in the middle yeah. where you have agency and energy. Yes. But there's like mania seems as though it's a resourceful state, but it's not necessarily discerning. No, discernment. It doesn't have discernment. Very true. Right. That's kind of like the conference state. You go to a conference and you end up in mania. Yes. And then you get back and suddenly you're not manic. You're kind of exhausted and need to sleep. And all those things you said you thought you were going to do. They go out the window. <laughs> That's fair. So building in strategies for when you yeah. are in a manic state. Yeah. I love or, it. or try not to get in one in the first place if possible. Fair. If possible. We have, you know, we're all multi-layered I creatures. think that's what sex and exercise are for. That giving definitely you, helps. Like, and chocolate. Chocolate and... Giving you an experience of, of a, a safe space to be in an extremely heightened... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Spiritual No, states. that makes sense. It makes sense to me. I mean, you don't want to never have those feelings because those are fun too. Yes. It's fun to be manic. And then what else did we talk about? Is that it? Thank we you. did that, yeah. That sounds about like it. Groovy, groovy. Okay. Our, our cameraman is making clappy sounds at us. It's like, it's time. It's time. We Yay. did the thing. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank Super you. Super handshake. All right, good. We did a good job. <laughs> uh, that was a good interview. <laughs> well, that's how that went. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this episode. Thanks for watching, listening, I don't know, reading, imbibing, however you took this in. Thanks for being here. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd, I'd love it if you would do all of the things. Uh, like, share, I don't know, ring a bell, bang a gong, tell a friend, and come back next time. I hope you had as much fun as I had.